The idea of job security is outdated as a landline. If you haven't been in a search for a while, it's probable you will at some point, by choice or not. Most executives admit to staying way too long or sense what's coming and justify staying anyway. Here, there's another reason. The faulty belief that navigating to what's next will inevitably be worse and has to suck. Screw that. Lauren Greif has spent a lifetime in corporate and executive search, calling bullshit on stale career advice that most still use. This is Career Blast in a Half, the career podcast for executives ready to cut past outdated career advice to fuel your outcomes now. So let's go. This is episode 12 of Career Blast in a Half. And for anyone who knows me, I literally do backflips when I see somebody who has solved a pressing problem. And today's guest is literally cracking the nut at one of the hardest problems that I know, not just for job seekers, but for the well majority of people who are on LinkedIn. We're here today with our guest, Ivana Todorovic. And Ivana is the founder of the most incredible AI tool called Authored Up. Authored Up is not only growing at one of the fastest rates that any startup has ever achieved, literally 10 new seismic releases in the past 10 months, now up to 20,000 users in record-breaking speed. But what she has planned is mind-blowing. Ivana, thanks for coming and especially for coming from Serbia and joining us today. Thank you for having me, Lauren. We are so excited to jump in because I'm not even sure how I found Authored Up, but let's just say I'm forever grateful. And what I would love for you to do is give us a very, you know, important and quick snapshot of who you are because you know, now you're in all your glory with this wonderful tool, but from everything that I've learned about you, it didn't necessarily start off like you were winning gold medals right from the beginning. <laughs> First of all, yes. Yeah, Outer Up is like my seventh place where I work or something like that. So basically my background is in economic theory and philosophy of science. I wanted to be an economic analyst. But then, like, I worked for two years for, for a government, for fiscal council. I was analyzing enterprise, state-owned enterprise, etc. Realized that is not for me. Got into startups. And I had, like, I was wearing multiple hats there, like, from product owner to operating director to financial director. At the end, I ended up, like, working in compliance. And after that, like, I realized that even though, like, that job is, you know, very strict and you have a ton of roles. And to be honest, like you can really have a really, you know, nice lifestyle. I realized that is not for me and I really, really want to get into startups. So I started the first startup. It was, by the way, the HR or recruiting space with my the same co-founder that they have in Outer Dot. We failed with that startup, like, you know, amazingly failed. We made, I believe, like every single mistake that you can imagine, even though like we had a ton of experience and like we were really trying hard. But then during like the process of, you know, trying to get some leads or beta users for that startup that was called Talent Kit, we started to create content on LinkedIn. And then we realized about all the issues that 
if you are not a professional marketer and you want to create content on LinkedIn to get some awareness, you know, to get potentially some leads, like you have no clue where to start. And then we started to build small tools that became our third up. So when you shared this, I immediately said to myself, you need to share this with our listeners because so many of them are in the career space. So many of them are in career transitions. But even if that's not you, dear listener, I would love for you, Ivana, to explain the problem that AuthorUp identified based off of your experience and why this is so game-changing for anyone on LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you for this question. So basically, like the issue that we felt like both of us co-founders, but I will speak only in my name, is you knew that LinkedIn is the space to be, is the place to be, but you and you knew that you should create something. And that's basically everything. And then you would get into feed, you would see that people are talking about their promotions or, you know, like some spectacular projects, or you would see like professional content writers and you were not any of these basically. And we would have, okay. yes, please. So you're saying that you're like going through the whole issue and you're like, oh my God, look at all these like professional, I'm using my air quotes, professional content creators. And so what's happening as you're like experiencing this at, in like real time, like as this was happening to you, what were you thinking? No, I will tell you like in a month, I was like five times starting the post and deleting the post. And I had even days where, you know, like I would even feel empowered, like I'm going to get to LinkedIn. I will going to start writing. So I will write something. And then in the middle of it, I will be like, I feel less than, you know, like this is not good enough. Like I'm putting too many things, you know, under risk, like what other people are going to think about me, my previous colleagues, my potential clients, like my friends, you know, like I was so concerned that I would be like blocked, you know, like, and then I would, you know, just stop or I would publish something and then I would just close LinkedIn, my laptop, and then I would just move away, you know, like I cannot handle it. Don't you have after that cam for every person that writes their content and like we could see what was really happening? Like they're sweating, they're like, screw that, they're going through all of the you know, mindset around, ooh, what are, my, what are my friends, what are prospective colleagues, business partners, hiring managers, what are people thinking? And that whole process of actually sitting down and writing, not even to mention what the topic is, forget that. We haven't even gotten there yet. All the roadblocks and the noise that gets in the way, right? And that's what we're here to talk about because what's stinky and the problem that you have addressed is essentially like how to empower the amateur content creator. Exactly. That, like we are not like, I'm not a professional content. I'm not coming from the marketing space and, you know, like I don't know how to write and I should write something like I feel. And also like the last point that I didn't mention is that you feel all the time that someone knows about that topic more than you. And then you're, you're like, what am I going to say? You know, like, even if I'm like, you know, even if I know like a lot of, lot about that topic, like I'm not the number one person for that topic. So all of that, like with the combination that it is 
businesses are, you know, like behind those people and that at the end it's some kind of a business space, like we're blocking all of us. And then, you know, at some point we, because that was the only place where we could potentially find our leads, like to mention, like we were targeting recruiters for our startup and, you know, like that's the only place to be, we started to create content and then we started to search to see what works and what doesn't work. Okay, so if you are, you're trying to use it to build your business, to create your voice, and you identified that you, just like 99% of anybody who's starting out is experiencing all of this insanity, right? And so what I want to also make mention of, because it's really important for our listeners to understand it, that this, your product is a free Chrome extension. And so now I want you to bring us, help us understand like, okay, when did you come to that moment in time where you're like, well, wait a second, I'm having challenges. Maybe other people are too. Luckily, like my my co-founder is a tech person. So at some point we realized that we, one of the things, like what I didn't mention is that you have a ton of tips on LinkedIn, like write this, write that, that many paragraphs, that many words, you know, like hook is important. This is important. Put images, put video, put poll, put, you know, like, and you're like, oh, you know, again, you know, you just, I freeze when I see like hundred tips, you know, for, you know, and they didn't even start. I'm seeing tips. So we were researching like all of these tips to understand what really, you know, can fit our needs and what we, you know, potentially could do because we knew that we cannot create a video. Like that was too much for us. Like we were like, okay, so text is something that where we feel okay. So we realized very soon that hook is important, like that see more button is important for reach. And if you have optimized first few lines of the LinkedIn post before see more, then you will get more eyes on your post. And we tested on our post. And then we started to look for tools that, you know, are going to help us to, we call it, to preview a LinkedIn post, to know how it will look when it is published, both on mobile phone uh, phones and also on, on desktop. And the whole point is that we couldn't find a tool like that, like the tool that was doing only that, we just couldn't find it. So we built it for ourselves. And then we had a few friends that we gave that tool for free. It wasn't called Outer Up. We called it like LinkedIn tool and it was on our server, you know, <laughs> And then we gave it to our friends and they started to use it. And they were like, yeah, we basically need it. And then we started to add more features like formatting, you know, like emoji picker, like LinkedIn editor that woman didn't have an emoji picker. And that's how we started. Okay. So now I want to work on something. Yeah. I want to talk about where it is now. I want to tell you what people can find. Like if you go get this authored up and we will include the link, of course, it's down below in the show notes. But now that we have it, I would love you to talk about the easy, like the first tools that you should use and the new ones that are being released. So share with our audience, you know, how you have literally taken all the headaches, the toothaches, the anxiety out of the process. So share with us those top three tools that everyone can use like right away. Like you don't even need to necessarily get into the new stuff just yet. Okay. So basically 
the first thing and uh, the most important thing is our editor. So instead of LinkedIn small editor, you have an editor with multiple features that when you even open that editor, you feel like, okay, I have a place where I can start with like, I have something. So you have a preview option. So you can immediately see how your post will look on different screens. And also we added two types of templates to all our users that are templates for hooks and also templates for endings. Because we realized that if you have an idea about the topic that you would like to write about, it, the hardest part is how to start. And the second hardest part is how to end it. So we added those templates. So the idea is basically to you know lead you from the beginning to the end and to help you optimize your post in the real time. I would say that those are the two most... Talk about that for a minute, if you don't mind, because everyone struggles with the hook, right? Because the hook is what kickstarts interest to get people to read further on down. And so there's, it's proven, right? Once you hit that more button, that's when people are starting to get invested. The endings are also, you know, in marketing speak called call to actions. And now you're asking somebody to do something. You might have a prompt for a question so that they engage in the comments, right? And that kind of activity is what juices the algorithm. So you have your, like, authored up. Has, you've been yeah, authored it's own, yes. So authored up has its own, like, we built like 150 books with like, 10 categories, different categories. So you can, for example, because, you know, people, again, they don't know what they would start with. So they can track a category and they say like, educate, you know, like, or advice or a mistake. So when you pick up some of these categories, we'll show you hooks that are talking about that. So if you want to talk about mistakes, you should choose that tag, or you don't even need to choose a tag. You will just get a plenty of hooks immediately. We have hooks if someone wants to promote something directly. We have hooks if you want to do some kind of a social promotion, like you want to share like what your audience thinks or your potentially clients think or your previous employer. So you start with that and then you can see a template for the hook and you can also see a few examples how the same hook was used in LinkedIn posts. So you get the idea and you're like, okay, so, you know, like it's not only a template, but I can see, you know, you know, how that was used in different situations. And with one click, you add that hook to your post. And then you can obviously, like, it's not, you know, step in stone, like you can change things in the hook. It doesn't need to be like that, but it is a great starting point where you can, you know, like get the first few lines of your post based on some kind of a template. And then the same goes for the call to action. It's the same. Exactly. Call to action. Exactly. It's the same. Again, the idea is you get to the end and then you are like, okay, so what kind of ending I want? Like, is do I want to summarize if it is like thousand words, you know, thousand characters, maybe I just want to put like TLDR, or if you want to put it like some activation points, or as you mentioned, like some kind of engagement, like what question can I ask to be specific to my audience? Because the whole problem with, by the way, endings and, you know, asking people to comment is to putting two broad questions and then, you know, people don't want they don't want to think too much before putting a comment into your post. But if you ask, you know, a specific group, a specific question, then especially if it is about their experience and they immediately know the answer to that, they will write a comment. 
So we basically build all of these hook, uh, hooks and templates, and they both have example uh, and ending. Sorry, and you have examples, so you can see how it is, uh, how it looks in the. Public. And so, what are some of the other already available features that people are are using, like on a very high, you know, usage level? Saving multiple drafts of LinkedIn. LinkedIn lets you save only one draft on Outer App. You can save as many as you want. And also because Outer App lives on LinkedIn, like, and wherever you are, you can open it. You can, for example, get an inspiration from someone else. You can be on someone's profile, you know, or check their post, and then you can open Outer App, put a few ideas and save that as a draft. Maybe you will create a post later. And I would say the last point and the last feature that I believe is very important are saving your old posts. And basically, we are helping you to collect all your posts that you ever published with all statistics, so impressions, reactions, engagement rate, etc., and to put it into the table so you can reuse this post when you need it. Why is that important? Because a ton of time you have a great idea, but you publish it only once. And if it goes great, okay, you at least got something if it didn't go, you know, great, then you basically lost idea. On LinkedIn, like after a few months, you can literally repeat the same post and people won't even feel like it's, you know, some kind of repetition. So you can reuse that. Oh my you want, so you have whole storage for high performing posts and then you can just go bang. Yes. Filter them. You can see all of them. You can see how they look. And then, you know, you can put them in one click. You can put it in the editor make some changes, take part, you know, of them that you want to share again. You don't need to, you know, reuse the whole post, but you can, you know, you can change a hook ending and a bit of formatting. It will be a totally new post or you can give your idea. So, and that works even if it is published without the wrap or not. Oh my gosh. So that beg- it's begging the question. I do want to ask this before we get to one of the other features, which is, is there some kind of tutorial video that walks you through this so that I can? I will. Right now, we are waiting for our video editor to finalize our, because the issue is that we are releasing new version every month uh, with a ton of new features. And then, you know, you get there and, you know, it doesn't look like, like it should be. So right now with this version, we'll have a full go through outer up. And again, in the two weeks, we will prepare a new one when we have a big new release. Oh, my goodness. I'm also going to force you, I'm going to force you to talk about the staircase. Because I think this is a really cool feature. Help us understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, a. I would say, a bit funny feature. Because how we got the idea is our strategic advisor came to us. He showed us some posts and he was like, it looks so nice, you know. We should have it in our editor. And then we started to think about it. What is a staircase editor? It's basically when you have a, some kind of a list, let's say 10 lines, it rearranges these lines to fit some framework. So for example, it can be like from the longest line to the smallest line or vice versa or in some other pattern. And the reason why we built this feature is because like month or two ago, we started to work with a data scientist and to analyze LinkedIn post performance. And to understand what really is important, because again, we are not trying to, you know, get number one influencers to use outer app. That's, we have them in our tool, but this is tool for someone who is not a professional 
marketer. So one of the things that we see as an issue is that people are not putting white spaces or paragraphs or empty lines in their posts. So, you know, you get like 10 lines of text and then, you know, who is going to read that? So we analyzed that. We've realized there are some, you know, percentages of what's white space that you should have. And that one of the best, you know, optimization is if you have a list that you can put it into the staircase generator, rearrange that, and it will really look, you know, differently than any other post. So people will stop only because how you arranged in the pattern some lines on your LinkedIn post. I hope you guys are literally on the edge of your seat. I hope that you are getting ready to go to that link and get this Chrome extension, which by the way, I also want to insert is not in violation of the LinkedIn user agreement. So Avana, I know that there are some people out there, maybe not, you know, a newbie or somebody who's deeply involved with what the LinkedIn user agreement prohibits. But I did want to make sure that people understood that adding this to their LinkedIn profile does not put them at risk. Can you say more about that? Yeah, of course. So basically, the big problem from a LinkedIn side as a company is any kind of the automation. And why is that? Because when I say automation, I mean basically two different but very important elements. First is when someone sends bulk emails, like I believe that some listeners, you know, were getting those spammy emails or messages that they're like, someone is trying to sell them something. Or the other part is if they are collecting the profiles or scraping profiles from LinkedIn because that's their proprietary information, most of it. And then, you know, they are using it to make money out of it. Like it's that simple because you have LinkedIn ads, you have LinkedIn paid search and everything. So any tool that potentially can harm these two elements, I would say can, you know, it not only is prohibited, but can put account at risk. But what does it mean? It means how all of these tools are developed and from the technical standpoint. Basically, any kind of a tool on LinkedIn that is automating any activity has to take your LinkedIn cookie or token or ID, whatever they call it, is basically your username and password in some other form that the tools are putting to their server. And then from their server, they are talking to the LinkedIn server. So that is the kind of the automation that is definitely prohibited. And when they, I when I say talk to LinkedIn server, that means like they can send maybe messages or they can ask LinkedIn for information. So you provide 100 LinkedIn profiles and then they ask like to scrape data from that profiles or things like that, which by the way, is used by numerous people. I had no clue how many people are using something like that. So, but the whole point is in that LinkedIn cookie. If you provide that LinkedIn cookie, they're putting that to their server with your name and your profile. So your profile is at risk. What we in Alterdab decided, literally the same moment when we decided to build some kind of a content creation tool, we had like a no LinkedIn cookie policy. So no taking LinkedIn cookie. No cookie policy. No cookie. Yeah. So we are not taking that cookie. We are not at any moment putting, doing any activity in someone's name. Or we don't even have the access to that cookie. We don't want it because at the end, you know, if you have it, then maybe you want to do something with it. Like on our side, we just decided 
that's a big no for us. The a lot of I would say people that are not professional users, they do not understand, you know, when they use some tool, what does it mean for their account? And also, to be honest, like there is no one strict rule. If you're using X something, then this will happen. Like everything is some kind of a probability. Like you have like 1% of chance to get banned or 0.001% of chance, but you, you don't know at the moment when you start exploring that kind of the activity. So for us, we were like, it's much better just to be like zero cookies, like no cookies. We are not taking it. And then we are making features with a huge constraint, by the way, because that was our decision. And that's why some features we won't be able to develop. Some will have to be like half manual, half, you know, like what is it? Half on our side, like server side, like, but at the end we decided and that's our role. I personally love this because it's a nod to the ethics, right? And it's also, like you said, it's not making your life any easier, but yeah, it's no. also not at all. In fact, you said, right? It has constraints. So the long story short is you got to get this tool and give us just one hint of something that is coming out because I could hardly keep track of all of your releases. What should we be getting excited about? Okay. So we have like, you know, the whole point is that by the way, we have an official roadmap that any user can go to our website, go to roadmap and then put idea for features. We are going through that list and basically develop new features based on that. Yes. For suggestions, for comments, for ideas, for votes, and you can vote and those that are at the beginning usually are developed if it is according to our policies. So that's how we are, by the way, most of our features are built based on that roadmap that are basically driven by our users. And one thing that we really are right now invested in are content analytics, but we plan to do it in multiple releases. At the beginning, it will be like dashboards where we can see how you performed and you can compare with some things. However, we just closed like the, and have a new project with our data analyst. And we are basically building a way to compare, to clusterize profiles on LinkedIn and then to compare between each other. Because the huge problem with all tips that we got, like, was like 2% engagement rate is great. You know, like 10,000 impressions is something that you should aim for or something like that. But that doesn't mean if it is not personalized for your profile with your number of followers with, you know, your number of posts that you posted, like with your behavior. So we are basically developing different groups of people Then we can then compare and then based on that, personalize experience and share tips. Okay. So are you guys, I almost cannot even speak because you're taking a lot of the guesswork out of this in a very user-friendly and informative way so you can perform better, whether you are a job seeker, whether you are somebody who wants to build their thought leadership, all of the reasons why. So what we're going to do now is move into our signature questions. I like to ask these random questions because I like to also, of course, I mean, we could talk about Authored Up all day because I think it's the coolest thing ever. But what I would like you to do, Ivana, is share with us for anybody who is 
thinking about either content or the startup space. Help us to know from your perspective what that one must read is. Like, what is the go to that you offer up to people when they're like, well, I want to do this? And you're like, go read this, whatever that book is. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I have a book here, this one. So, Yes. So the LinkedIn branding book, I'm keeping, if you're asking me for a book, it's like always on my desk. So Michelle, uh, right? right? Yes, 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 yes. Michelle Driffin and Michelle J. Raymond. Oh, fantastic. So, yes. We'll make sure to tag them in that. They will love to hear that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that book and I'm reading it like pretty, you know, like not only once. And then, you know, just I'm putting like these remarks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can it's really, really great book. And I think that I even tested it with some people that are not even on LinkedIn. They just have a profile and they're using it as their CV. So probably 10 years outdated or something like that. So, and I tested, I gave them that book and they were like, okay, so even though it is a book, it's not a blog post or something, you know, it's a book, it really makes sense. So I think that if that book would help me when I was starting just to understand you know, what is going on and like 95% of concepts you can read there. Oh, I love that. And what is, you know, for somebody who is just starting out, maybe they haven't figured out how to get to you and authored up yet. What is the post-it that they should put on their desk or computer that's important reminder with respect to content? Oh, okay. So this is a good question. Like a post, like a few words. I would say, like, depends. Again, my whole issue is because I'm always about personalization and I cannot say something about, you know, everyone. It's so hard for me. I was trained, you know, not to talk, to say something like that. But, you know, like, even if this will feel like cringe, I like really believe that it's just, just keep going. Like, don't think about other opinions. Like, that's something that really on LinkedIn and content creation, it really, really works. I agree. I agree. Just do it, right? Just- yeah. Do it. I love that. Keep going. And then the last one is, what's your walk-up song? What is the song that people are going to play when you are like walking up on the stage or walking up to something really big? What's that song? Oh, oh, that's a good question with a small issue. What? And the issue is that I'm listening all to Serbian music or to upfront classical music. So it's your, <laughs> your pop-up song. You know, it's like, you know, like what I would say for that, like I woke up song, like that I definitely, like I cannot say it's like, you know, it would be probably like, it has to be something in Serbian or it has to be like some opera that, you know, feels okay. good. We're going to go with, with, is there a favorite opera that you have? The favorite opera? What do you mean by opera? Oh, I thought you said opera. Opera. Yes. Opera. Oh yeah. Do you have a favorite? Ah, uh, yeah. My favorite opera. Yeah, La Traviata. Yeah, yeah, opera. Okay, so it's the theme for La Traviata. Yeah, can be, yes. That is a beautiful walk-up song. And I love that because most people are going with like something that's a little bit more mainstream, but no question, you're a rare breed. Ivana, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming today and for sharing all of the hard work that was behind the scenes to all of us so that you could help make us not only better content creators, but also be able to do that 
with such ease and, and confidence. So what a gift you are and what a gift it is that you have created this for us. So we're going to sign off. Everybody, please make sure you go to the show notes and check out this link, get your Chrome extension and let us know how it's going with your content. Make a suggestion, right? So, Oh, for sure. Yes. And uh, tag us, you know, like we'll be there. Tag out there up for the post where, you know, like whatever, and we'll be there. We'll comment, you know. Yes. In fact, we'll I'll, be there. Follow Ivana as well. We'll have her LinkedIn uh, linked also below, but follow her on LinkedIn because she's, of course, announcing a lot of those latest and greatest new features. Thanks so much. We're going to stop recording, but don't go away. Bye, you guys. You, Great rest of your day. Career blast and a half. Thank you for joining today. We appreciate your listening ears. Big time. We ask this. Use these tools. Not tomorrow. Right now. And share them by spreading the love. Leaving us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss the next Career Blast in a half. Most of all, thank you for you.